Hello and welcome to day 34 of our Together We Go podcast. Let's pray before we begin. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of life that we're able to wake up and to live today to glorify you. Father, as always, I pray that you would help us to live aware of your voice. Not just not just you that we encountered or experienced weeks ago or months or even years ago, but today I thank you that that there are new encounters to be had. Today, Lord, I thank you that there is wisdom available for this day. There are new uh, experiences and there are new things to be found in you today that, that we've not found before. Thank you, Father, we don't have to rely on past encounters or past revelations, but each time we come to you, you speak to us. So Holy Spirit, firstly, I pray that Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, would continue to write faith in our hearts, that we would approach you firstly knowing that you are God, that you exist, but help us to live today as though you exist. Help us not to uh, as I heard today, be a practical atheist, but help us in our day to day, in everything, to acknowledge you and to acknowledge your ways and to live a life that pleases you. That pleases you. That's our desire, Jesus, that we would live a life that pleases you because there is no one else we want to please. There is nothing else we want to live for but you and for your glory alone. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and honour. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to read from Colossians, uh, continuing in the book of Colossians, starting chapter 1, verse 24, and to chapter 2, verse 5. I'm I'm picking out these chunks because that's how they're separated in in my Bible. It doesn't mean that uh, they were separated like that when they were first written. Actually, they didn't even have chapters and verses, in fairness, uh, in the old manuscripts. But um, I thought it'd be a great place to, it's a great way of looking at it thematically and uh, related to a specific topic that's been spoken about. So it says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Well, so 
Firstly, Paul is talking at his writing to them again in prison. And uh, he's saying that actually, he's not saying he's suffering because of them. He's saying uh, in his suffering, he's able to encourage. And so he's recognizing that all things the enemy meant for harm, God is using to build up the church of Jesus Christ. And so what one could have said is a limitation. It was an opportunity for him to be able to write to those that he hadn't yet met face to face and to encourage them in their faith. And he goes on to talk about, uh, and he says that that what he was called to by God, not by men, but he was given the stewardship from God to make the word of God fully known, which is the mystery hidden for ages and generations. And, and we look throughout the Old Testament, and though the word of God, the Torah existed in those times, it was all a mystery because it was almost like... Um, it was almost like a manual of how to live in order to be uh, holy and acceptable before God. That was the law. But there were no answers. It, they just had to keep sacrificing animals because they realised that the heart of man was deceitful above all things. And, and it just wasn't able to remain for God, which is why they had to sacrifice for those sins through animal death. And, and a, a penalty of death had to be uh, paid for every sin committed my goodness can you imagine i know we most of us eat a lot of meat um but for all the sins i think we would probably have to kill more animals than perhaps what we eat three times a day or more more depending on how much we eat or how much you eat or i eat and uh, paul here is saying is that that this mystery of god was hidden for generations and for ages, but now has been revealed to his saints. What, what is this mystery? What is this key? It was almost like, uh, yeah, that, that key that unlocks everything about God. What is it? What is it? And he goes on to say to them, and who is them? It's you and me to the saints, because it says it has now been revealed to his saints. And we are now saints, right? So it says to us, God chose, not he was are told to that he was forced to but there is no one above god so god chose to make known how great among the gentiles are the riches of the how great among the gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery which is what christ in you the hope of glory see the mystery was not just only hidden to the gentiles actually Obviously, a lot of Gentiles didn't know about the, the prophecy of the Messiah, of Jesus Christ, who's going to come and free them and, and lead them into a, a, a victorious procession into the kingdom of God. And, of course, they thought it was overturning the Roman occupation, but it wasn't, was it? It was about the kingdom of God that is not seen with natural eyes, but it's the eternal kingdom of God. And actually, it was a mystery to the Israelites as well, because so many of them didn't realize and they still didn't see that Jesus was the chosen one. But also to the Gentiles, it was an even greater mystery because they didn't know anything about this because they didn't they weren't brought up with the Jewish teachings about the Messiah and the prophecies surrounding it. But what is the mystery? That Christ in us, that is the hope of glory. That it's not about anything other than Christ in you and me. That is our hope of glory. That 
is where we find our pleasure. That is where we find our identity, affirmation, our purpose, the hope of finding purpose, the hope of, of, of being known, of being loved, the, the hope of of not living a life wasted and wondering what on earth have I done with my time. All of those things are found in Jesus and in Jesus alone. And that Jesus is now in us. He goes on to him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone all with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Now I wanted to focus on this bit in chapter 2, verse at two, which says, uh, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. Why? Why? Why is he working so hard? What is Paul's mission? What is he about? And it's this, that their hearts, that all of our hearts may be encouraged. Being knit together in love. See, I said it again and again and again and I, and I can't get away from it from all the three books we've been studying over the past 30 or so days is that holiness expressed in love that when we truly walk in holiness and we can only do that by the power of Jesus Christ so firstly that means we're close to God but if we are walking closely with God then we can't but have love for all the saints, for all the children of God. We can't be Christians that dislike or tolerate other Christians. True Christians, true disciples of Jesus Christ love their brothers and sisters in Christ, even the ones that they don't know, that they've never even met. That our hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love, so to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. The mystery of God is Jesus Christ himself. The mystery of God, the love of God, the power, the mystery, everything is found in Jesus. You see, we can't get to the Father without Jesus. The mysteries of God, we can't hear the voice of God without Jesus. To truly know the voice of the Father, we need Jesus. We can only get close enough to the Father to hear him whispering through his son, Jesus. Uh, which is, yeah, knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. See, in Jesus, there is hidden within him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wow. How close are you to Jesus today? How close are you to Jesus? When's the last time you spoke to him? You see, we can't interact with Jesus. Firstly, we have to interact with him as our Lord. That's who Jesus is. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so... I want to encourage us today if the mystery of God is found in Jesus if the hope of glory is found in Jesus that it is paramount it is at the heart of our faith friends our relationship and walk with Jesus Christ so how do we interact with Jesus? Well, firstly, 
we acknowledge him as our Lord and our Saviour. We thank him for the death, life, death and resurrection. That he, he died for our sins and he is alive and through him we are born again. That we died with him and we are born again into a family. But we don't stop that Jesus is our Lord. And so I wanted to share some uh, practical tips today, which is if Jesus is our Lord, it means that we ask him what his thoughts are. We ask him what his will is. We don't just operate in our own authority, but we operate under the authority of Jesus Christ. You see, often we are coming up against forces, spiritual forces, opposition, and we're trying to fight it. But the fact is, is that the only power that can overpower the enemy is Jesus. And so when we serve him, when we walk under his authority and we can't operate in the authority that we ourselves are resisting so submit to the authority of Jesus today even just begin with prayer which is Jesus I surrender all that old hymn that says I surrender all I surrender all all to Jesus I surrender I surrender all today surrender your dreams your hopes and your plans surrender your steps surrender your past present and your future surrender what makes you afraid and what gets you excited surrender it all to jesus knowing that he is not only is he the lord but he is the good lord he's the good shepherd who leads and guides us so have a wonderful day today and um, i hope that you're able to read through it again and just ask the Holy Spirit to pick out whatever it is that he's wanting to speak to you about today. God bless.